this reporter places the blame for all of this squarely on you, the viewers. Uh, would you say we'd be venturing into a zone of danger? It doesn't matter what you think! You're listening to the Our Take Podcast with Brian Sherman. He had a full head, you know, hmm. all the way till the end. It was white, and I was hoping to get that. I was hoping to get, like, the full head and... Uh, it was really hard to cut it off. And Spencer Rogers. To be a good pilot, you have to be able to make good decisions. And I know what my credit score is, so I know I don't make good decisions. This is the Our Take Podcast. From Scary Parrot Media Studios in Ogden, Utah, it's the Our Take Podcast, episode 75. I'm Brian. I'm eating a cookie. <clears throat> it's January the 3rd. On this day in history, in 1959... Alaska becomes the 49th U.S. state. Oh, boo. <laughs> boo, Alaska. Boo, Sarah Palin. Yeah, you can see Russia from there. <laughs> Do you know the last state? Hawaii. Yeah, oh, yeah. very <laughs> like, good. Uh, <laughs> I, I thought that was going to be a trick question. I was like, yeah. no. Do you know that the international, you know, the, the, the dateline, the international dateline? Yeah. There's it, it divides between... Alaska and Russia, like this this area right here. Yeah. So you could theoretically like go back and forth in time there pretty easily. Time travel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right there. By the way, you can find us at the Arctic Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or at thearcticpodcast.com. And you remember Jake McFarlane, Esquire. Uh-huh. He's still doing that podcast. It's not going to stop. Cold case talk. Uh, they take unsolved murders and disappearances and... Oh, I thought it was about like coolers, like ice, <laughs> ice, cold cases. They talk about various <laughs> ice coolers, cold cases, Seven Elevens, Yetis. <laughs> Who has the best? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's uh, really cool, and uh, it's just shedding light on cold cases, and hopefully, people who know stuff come forward. Speaking of shedding, uh, I was at my mom's house for Christmas, and her dog sheds a lot. <laughs> Anyway, how was your Christmas? I, I We forgot to do a pre-Christmas episode. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Uh, it was good. How was your New Year? <laughs> <laughs> New Year was New Year went went well. Did you, uh, what did you get for Christmas? Uh, I got AirPods. You got those before Christmas. But that was my, it was my Christmas That's present. That's messed up, man. Yeah. That's messed no, up. I mean, it's, you know. All right. <laughs> the best christmas present well, i've ever gotten seeing as how i'm uh, you know not married and and still a, a child basically uh i got a 3d printer that's awesome yeah it's pretty fun i've 3d printed all sorts of cool stuff how long does it take a long time depending on how detailed and big the model is yeah i started a model yesterday this is the longest print i've done that was one day nine hours so you just let it go. Yeah, and uh, it won't be done till like two o'clock this morning. <laughs> Is it loud? I don't know. I mean, no. It's like a normal printer. It's not like a dot matrix. Like no, it's not quite that loud, but it's it does make a noise. Yeah, but it just depends on which way it's going. How much is the the goo or whatever you put in it? It's like twenty dollars for a roll, and I've printed a ton of stuff and haven't run out yet. So what's something you printed? Um, just, uh, um, I printed an Enterprise from Star Trek, Ooh. and, uh... You find the plans on the internet? Yeah, there's a website that has tons of yeah. stuff, and then I've just been printing models that I've made, uh, by myself. You should on, print the on Death the, Star. On the computer. 
And you, you could, could like be just a sphere, and then it would be like the uh, the movie though, where you found the plans, <laughs> and, <you'd> be... <laughs> and they three D printed the Death yes. Star. Yeah, you know what I real? Have you seen the new Star Wars? No, I haven't yet. <sighs> Go ahead. Are you not going to see it? No, I'm going to see it. I mean, Although people at work told me to wait. They're like, you can wait. Why? It's, I don't know. You know. It's good. I don't know what people are complaining about. Well, we've uh, talked about this before. I know. It's ridiculous, honestly. But in almost every movie, there's a some kind of a plot to have a planet destroyer. Right. Why? Uh, it's <laughs> the same reason as, we have nuclear weapons. <laughs> is that as far as they can they can get? Like <laughs> The ultimate way to establish peace is to be able to destroy the biggest the, thing. The planet? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's nukes, man. man. And, uh, speaking of nukes, Russia got their their crazy missile up and running that goes like Mach 27. Oh, scary. Below radar. Mach 27, was that an exaggeration? No, I'm that dead would, serious. It would be like light speed. <laughs> it's like 27 <laughs> times the speed of sound. And it, yeah, it's below radar, surface to surface, doesn't go into space, it's just... Zipping through the air. Get to the States in like, I don't know how long, seven minutes? Yeah, that wouldn't be very long. Yeah. Scary. And that's because we pulled out of that intermediate uh, treaty. Oh, yeah, like they weren't working on it anyway. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm just saying, you know, they wouldn't have been testing it probably as openly. Oh, probably not. Uh, hypersonic weapons. You know, speaking of hypersonic, you know what's pretty cool is a Boeing is pretty close to their concept of making a maybe we talked about this a jet a passenger plane that breaks a sound barrier but does not make a sonic boom. We did talk about it because I don't think I understood how that's possible. I don't know, but it is. Yeah, we did. I remember. Never mind. Disregard all of that. Doesn't make any sense. But well, it's a, you know. we should be flying supersonic, let's be honest. Yeah, you know, do you ever look back at, or look at our technology and you're just like, I feel like we should be yeah. farther ahead than We're we are. We're still relying on fire. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's caveman like, stuff. I don't think I should need to go to a runway to take off. I should be able to just do it right there at the right. gate. Just yeah. vertically, just... Right. You know, like they do in all the movies. The asphalt business is single-handedly lobbying to make sure planes <laughs> don't take off vertically. what it is. <laughs> Uh, I would like you to do something for me on your computer. Oh, okay. Uh, I want you to Google Tesla stock. <laughs> you sure it didn't go down today after World War Three was announced? It may have. But he's probably going to s- sell us all the vehicles we use in that coming war. Okay, it's up $12. Up $12. $0.75. I'm just uh, pointing out to your prediction that uh, Tesla stock has risen like 50%. Yeah, no, that's great. It, that's great. And you, you know, still stand by your prediction? Yeah, of course. Which Absolutely. is that Tesla will be bought by someone? Eventually, yeah, Tesla will be bought by somebody. Because you, that that Mustang Mach-E sold out. It's sold out already. What does that mean? I don't know. It doesn't but mean anything. They took pre-orders, and they're like, we can't take any anybody, more pre-orders for this non-existent you know, car. <laughs> you know, I would like to say something about our podcast. Yeah. We're at max listenership. <laughs> <laughs> no one else can join the listening community of this podcast. <laughs> so don't tell your well, friends cuz there's they, they can't listen. I'm glad you brought up Tesla and uh cuz I know you you pre-ordered a Cybertruck. Yes, 3 of them. Three, on three of them on I accident. Did cancel, you got I all sorts of Cybertrucks and I bet you can hardly wait to get one. So I thought I would go ahead and get you a Cybertruck. Did you 3D print one? Um I did. Oh my I gosh. Did. <laughs> Oh no, the wheels, the front wheels are gone. I'll get a That's find them. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> you found the plans for this. 
Yeah, I'm sure it wasn't that hard of a build. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so this is black and and silver well, no, stainless. I, I painted. You have it. to paint. I did it. paint okay. it. Yeah, it's the black is is the color of the, uh, of the dude. Even ink. the wheels are are accurate. The windows are unbreakable. I've noticed. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, I could throw a steel ball. I should have. I should have painted in a crack. Dang it! That would have been. Hilarious. <laughs> that would have been good. You could paint in a little spider. <laughs> well, that's cool, man. Thank you. Yeah. That'll, here's the. Front that'll wheels. be great on our. <laughs> that'll be great on our table here. Oh yeah, it doesn't yeah. roll very well. I. Uh... <laughs> well, that's, that's to be expected. Well, yeah. I mean, I I wonder if that little model though could still beat out. An F-150. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I think it could. That's freaking rad, dude. I like that. Thank you. Yeah, That's yeah. Very I nice mean, of you. now you can, you can have one um, because I'm sure that the wait for them is going to be astronomical. Yeah. They're not starting production until 2021. So uh, that means I'll get it in 2024 2030. I don't know. Yeah. Have I'll have pre-ordered two other cars by then. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're sold out. Oh. Um, <laughs> Uh, I know we've talked about this before, how uh, you say something and then you receive ads for it. Mm, yeah. Like Alexa's listening. Yeah, seriously. I smelled my watch. Yes, the watch band. <laughs> yes. I have an even weirder one. Okay. Well, it might not be as weird. So I'm watching Planet Earth Okay. with my daughter. Right. Planet and Earth 2 or 1? It's actually the new one, like Our Planet or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. But it's still David Attenborough. Same uh, all stuff. right, all right. All right. Um, and it starts with the uh, a shot from space uh-huh. in a, of the Earth. Right. And I thought, you know how cool it would be if somebody, if you could make a marble that looked like the Earth. Yeah. You know? Like, right. that'd be hard to make. I don't know how you would do it. I've made a marble. Ashley took me to a, a glass blowing class. And we made, like, a Marble. necklace and well, marbles. Yeah. I didn't know. That's cool. But I thought that. Mm-hmm. I simply thought that to myself. And the next day. Facebook, I'm scrolling through, and I put a picture here on the rundown if you want to look. It's at the very bottom of the rundown. It is gleamingelegance.com. Get it here. Planet Earth beautiful 3D keychain. It's literally a marble in a keychain that looks like Earth. I don't like that. I thought it. The reason I said it might not be as weird is because maybe Alexa or Siri heard the Earth said by David Attenborough. I heard your brain. <laughs> no. Scanned your brain waves. <laughs> it heard him say it, but it's still weird. This one weirded me out more than any of them. Yeah. Because I've never seen a marble that looked like the Earth. I didn't know how they could be made. And they have all the planets here, by the way. Ooh. Um, and the moon. The moon isn't a planet. No, but they have it. Wow. Yeah, it's a planetoid. The moon isn't a planet. <laughs> but did they have all of Jupiter's moons? Uh, no, that would... Well, then... Mean, that's 27 more marbles. Yeah, well. <laughs> or who is it? Saturn that has to Anyway, uh, so it's clearly reading my thoughts. Yeah. And I look back and I remember now that my finger was over the third camera and the microphone <laughs> of my phone when I had that thought. And so I'm thinking maybe. Oh, can, it, it's, a, it's a secret. Yes. Finger. Finger oh, reader. There's way better looking marbles than that one. Well, I'm sure there are. But, you know, these guys had the money to pay for the ad. Yeah. That read my I've never gleamingelegance.com. Uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. It sounds like a like a lingerie store. <laughs> so, I mean, what I want but if you go to the Art Take Pod on Facebook, uh-huh. and tell us your craziest 
Facebook ads oh, yeah. story. Has anybody else had one that they've simply thought about? You know? Oh, look at this fun collection here on Etsy. Ooh. Yeah, there you go. I do like that. What's the silver one? Mercury? Yeah. Oh, interesting. I wonder if it's made of mercury. Um, that would be dangerous. Yeah, probably. But that'd be cool, though. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it, it, Facebook read my mind, oh, or wh- look, whoever. This one comes with a space shuttle and a Saturn V rocket. All right, that's pretty cool. BT-dub, I looked into 3D printing a Saturn V rocket yeah. with all the div- – and it, yes. there, there is one. There's oh. a model. Because have I complained about that on here? Yeah. You I, can't I've, find I've looked. I've been looking. I don't want a Lego I know, I know. I've been, model. I've been looking. There there seems to be one out there, but... It's like $1,000. Yeah. Yeah, I just want a legit model that you can take apart, you can pull the limb out, yeah. you know? Yeah, and all I can find is a Lego one everywhere. Yeah. It's like they've lobbied and removed <laughs> all other models, you know? Probably. Anyway... Oh, <laughs> uh, well, speaking of Legos, I watched a Lego documentary the other day, and I've been watching a lot of documentaries at work because Kimmel and Colbert and radio, everything is on break this time of the year right. for the holidays, so I'm just like, wow. You're left with documentaries. Right. Yeah. So I watched a documentary today, uh, two hours, it's called Clear... Go, going clear. Going clear. Yes. Uh, it's on HBO. It's about Scientology. Did you know that Scientologists are mother crazy? <laughs> <laughs> I did. Uh, but I, I watched Glowing, Going Clear years ago. Uh-huh. But then I watched more recently Leah Remini's Oh, yeah. The Aftermath series uh-huh. on A&E. That, and that's even worse. That's That one... It, that, that show profiles victims. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Whereas Going Clear is like this overarching it does have victims in it right yeah they're they're not so nice yeah scientologists but one thing i found interesting about the scientologists that they did um is they took money from people and uh and they were um if you watch going clear you know that they won their case to become a religion or a church tax exempt status and they took their money and they invested it and then they hid it from everybody and um, so are you drawing a parallel? I am. <laughs> I am. I am drawing. Yeah. Because so, what they said they did is exactly what the LDS Church did or is doing. Right. It's and then they were like, the church has amassed three billion dollars. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> what? Just three billion? Three billion. <laughs> <laughs> that's puck. That's that's less than the interest. I know that's less than we make a year in interest. <laughs> Try seven billion a year in interest. Are you crazy? Oh, three man. billion three. for Scientology. Lousy three oh, billion. Man. Yeah. So uh it's uh yeah, it's a sketchy topic. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. I know people feel however they want to feel about it. <laughs> uh there's just a, a lot of good that could be done with the interest alone. Well, I think they should get e-meters and check our theme Absolutely. levels. Yeah. And yeah. just if you ever question if celebrities are kind of not that smart, just remember several of them have been Scientologists. A long time. And Tom Cruise, John Travolta. I, yeah. John Well, Travolta. they have that whole celebrity center that just appeals just right, to celebrities. Right. Um, the whole – I mean – the amount of crap that L. Ron Hubbard did and that he was pretty much a pathological liar yeah. and he he 
he said the only way to make money is to start a religion. Yeah. These are things that he's quoted as saying, and that he was obviously a, a narcissistic, you know, sociopath. Well, it's say what, like just well, say what you will about any scripture, yeah. right? The 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 difference about between scripture and other religions and L. Ron Hubbard is that he admitted yeah. that it was science fiction because that's what he did. Before. <laughs> that's it was based off of that. Anyway, yeah. It's like if Matthew was like he wrote the New Testament, and then after he's like, just so you guys know, I I'm really good at biblical out right. stories and, and stories. <laughs> Disclaimer: and stuff, None of this actually happened. What have you? But yeah, yeah. <laughs> if it works for you, great. I've always been good at writing parables. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> that's funny. I mean, three billion. So that's he, the number. He has the Guinness. Book of World Records for not amount of novels published. No way. Yeah. Wow. A thousand novels he's had published. That's crazy. Yeah. And uh, they're all science fiction. So... So you've watched Going Clear. Yeah. I've watched uh, The Aftermath. Who, in your opinion, is a worse person than L. Ron Hubbard or David Miscavige, who is now the president of Scientology? Oh, David Miscavige, for sure. For sure, right? Yeah, okay, oh, yeah. So that, dude's, a, okay. that dude's wicked. That yeah. dude's bad. Like, He's a bad, bad dude. I Ron Hubbard was, was no good either. No, but he wasn't – he wasn't – yeah. This yeah. dude is – David is Miscavige mad is – with power. and crazy. The amount of like uh, – I mean the beatings and the, the yeah. weird crap that they do. Yeah. I just – I don't understand – they basically put people in like solitary confinement. Oh yeah, compound. and they do terrible things to them. And work, and work camps. These are people that that may or well, at least back in the day. Now now the secret truth is yeah. pretty common knowledge. But back in the day, when it first started, you had to you know pay so much money and and become such a, a certain level member before you found out the secret truth to reality. And then it's a freaking science fiction story, right? And it's it's. But it, didn't wasn't it in Going Clear where they like had secret recordings of the recruiters talking about how you can use credit cards? Uh-huh. Was it in that? I think maybe that's happened, and I know that they have recordings of that, like hidden cameras, right? Where the recruiters for Scientology are coaching people through increasing their credit limit on oh, their credit yeah. cards. Oh, I'm sure. And then using that to buy the books mm-hmm. necessary to increase your status in the church. Right, crazy stuff, man. Yeah, and then the story you gotta if you if you need to know what Scientology is, either watch Going Clear or the episode of South Park that talks about it because (laughs) both both are. In fact, you know what? You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna pull it up right now. Do it because the South Park one's hilarious. Do it. In the meantime, we can talk about how World War Three is about to start. (laughs) It's imminent. Well, that's cheery. Yeah, and maybe between. The LDS Church and Scientology's hundred three billion. <laughs> Maybe we can Scientology. We can help. We can help. <laughs> go on. Go home, Scientology. You're drunk. Let us know when you're real. <laughs> three billion. Uh, so if you Is don't that even liquid. <laughs> so if you don't know, let's let's uh, let's start from what's happening now. Right now, three thousand troops are being sent to Iraq. Actually. It's thirty five hundred, and 3, actually, there are more than that. They're going. They're the the airborne in the station in Germany is on alert to go as well. Oh. So they're headed to Iraq. Uh, every American citizen is being asked to leave Iraq uh-huh. uh, because the president um, assassinated 
I'm not saying I'm not using that word with any type of opinion attached to. It. We'll get into that. But he assassinated a high up general in the Iranian regime. Right. Iranian, however you want to say it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's his name? Soleimani. Soleimani, I, I believe. Something like that. He he basically is the equivalent of like a joint chief. Okay. He runs uh, a a part of the military of Iran that is in charge of of kind of like covert operations. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, uh, for the U.S. government considers it a terrorist organization. And what he was doing, according to our government, he was in Iraq, right? He's, he's from Iran. He was in Iraq helping an anti-U.S. militia organize. Mm-hmm. We received the intelligence. Trump orders a strike. Mm-hmm. One missile right into his car or something. I don't know. Yep. So Iran has promised – now. Also, you should tell the lead up to this because so the militias have been uh, firing rockets and what have you, and they right. killed a U.S. contractor. Yes, and then a week later, and or then so they... we blew the sh out of a militia. <laughs> yes, and Iraq uh, or some of the people in Iraq who sympathize with Iran are in fact, I think Iraq is technically an ally of Iran. Uh, the government's not. No. Because we set up the government. I know, but that was <laughs> – they were talking about that on the radio, how Iraq's going to have to pick one or the other. Well, they are because but I think their people are split. Right. You know, because this is – we get back into religion. Well, you yeah, know, yeah, Shiite yeah. and Sunni. Yeah. And it's very important. But uh, yeah, but then they started storming the embassy. So they, quote unquote, attacked the embassy, which I think was kind of blown a little bit. Of, it wasn't – It wasn't Benghazi. It wasn't really – yeah. It wasn't Benghazi. It wasn't – I don't think they even had weapons. They climbed the fence and started a fire. Yeah, and – like there were three Marines there, so that's right. not an attack. <laughs> if, yeah. if they wanted to attack, there it would have been. Yeah, I don't think th- because they even the, that that group that night after they climbed back over the fence uh-huh. at gunpoint, they put up camps and said we're doing a sort of sit-in right. in front of the American embassy. Right. So th- this wasn't the same type of attack as Benghazi. No, where, I think uh, the word attack is a little overblown. It was a demonstration. Yeah, they got a little heated. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean that they this, did climb the fence. This, this kind of stuff happens a lot. Right, there. the fire is, was started when they demonstrate there. This is what they do. Right, <laughs> I mean, I when I saw the news, I did find it alarming. I I, I thought about our people there. I thought about the oh ambassador. yeah, I'm sure it was terrifying. Yeah, it was awful. But uh, at, at the same time, I feel like all the media is like they right. attacked us. So, uh, according to Mike Pompeo, uh, Soleimani posed an imminent threat. Uh, so that's why the self-defense clause of Article 2 of the Constitution was in play where Donald Trump didn't need to inform anybody mm-hmm. that he was going to take action. Um, so we'll see how that plays out in Congress. That <laughs> uh, should be interesting. Um, look, so now let's the, the, get into the specifics. This guy was a bad guy. Yeah. In terms of America. Yeah. Right? In terms of what's good for America and Democracy. He did a lot of bad, yeah. bad things. He he needed to die. And uh, in fact, were you listening to NPR on the way home today? No. Did you hear that? Because they had an Iraqi um, reporter on, and they asked him how the Iraqi government felt about this, and he said openly they're condemning it, but probably they're pretty satisfied with what happened. Well, it's the same way Pakistan felt when we killed Osama bin Laden. Right. Why didn't you tell us? Right. Right. We're glad he's dead, right. but why didn't you tell us? And he, they also asked him how they, he thought the Iraqi people felt, and he said initially they were probably elated, but then when they realized that 
they Iraq could be the staging for another right. war, they were not right super stoked anymore. Yeah. So the consequences. So you you have to weigh it. And one of the one of the most interesting arguments I heard was, okay, let's say he posed an imminent threat to our people on the ground in Iraq. He Mike Pompeo said he, that they saved dozens or hundreds of American lives by killing this man imminently. The question then becomes, what about the threat now? Did the threat increase now I know, right? because of killing him, right? And I'm not sure that the Trump administration has the capacity to think that through. Right. You know, this guy was a bad dude. Oh, he needed to be killed. Uh, well, but, but are we less safe now or are we more safe you now? You do know that both W and Obama passed on the opportunity to kill him. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. They talked. They said that, that uh, I was on uh, – it was either CNN or KSL. One of them said that uh, they that both of them had passed on killing him because of the implications. Right. I mean, the supreme leader and the I, the Iranian people think that our leaders are evil too. Uh-huh. This goes both ways, right? Right. They they legitimately think we're evil, the way that we think they're evil, and we should really stop doing that because really they're just citizens, right? And we're just citizens, uh, but nevertheless, it's the equivalent of of them killing a joint chief. And that's the difference between this and killing Osama or or even Baghdadi. Uh, yeah, is that this guy? Not only does he support terrorism and he makes you know terroristic plans and everything, but he's also a general in a state, right? Which is not something we've right done in, so, since Saddam, who right. really that not even the same thing. So yeah, but, like yeah. right when it happens, you're like, good, a little bit of justice. But then you say, are we more or less safe now? You know. Are our troops more or less safe? Now, in the domestic United States, whatever, right? We're, I mean, well, we're probably not going to face is, anything Iran, Iran supports a lot of sub-militia groups, yes. and some of them are here targeting. They've, right. they've caught people here targeting New York and Chicago. And killing this one man, you're, are, you, are you implying that, that, he, that without him, yeah, nothing's going to be – you know what I mean? Like all the plants fall apart that now. That logic is, is stupid. That's <laughs> right. like in all the movies where they, they kill the mothership and then all the alien robots die. That's right. not how reality works. No. There's some other guy right behind him uh, that's probably just – well, probably, probably smarter. Probably more evil. Probably yeah. more devious. Yeah. Uh, and uh, – they're, they're like a weed. Now, if I – see, the, that, I don't worry about Iran – Iran has an army. They have a. They have an air force. They have all our old F fourteen. Yeah, it's pretty. Tomcats. It's pretty weak. They don't. There are military. I mean, it would pretty much be the same as Iraq, where we just kind of right. But just, the, just, the okay. difference is when we went in and killed, or took over the uh, Hussein uh-huh. regime. Other world powers were on board. Yeah. So it's not – the implications aren't just that we might go to war with Iran. The implications are if we go to war with Iran, then we're ostensibly at war with Russia right. and North Korea and China maybe. Yeah, China. So the, 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 the implications are pretty vast. Like I don't want to – we don't want to get the cart ahead of the horse here. And, right. And be, a, be super afraid. Well, but it's kind of a big deal. Like I said, I don't, I don't see us – I don't think it would be in anyone's interest to go to war with Iran, like a no. full-on invasion like we did in Iraq and Afghanistan. The question is how reckless is Iran now? That's what, Well, like I said, I don't worry about their military. I worry about their militias and their, right. their I mean, that guy, shady – That guy had balls just to be in Iraq. Yeah, what was he doing there? That is kind of weird, right? 
well, the, the theory is that he was inciting these these rebels right, who right, attacked right, right. the embassy. You know, but that takes balls there. That's pretty daft, right? You know, to to go there. So it makes you wonder if they're that audacious. Where are we now? A lot of the news today was saying that this probably caught Iran off guard. Yeah. Um, because it's not something we usually do. Yeah. And um, I mean, and they're of course they're burning American flags, but they're also burning Israeli flags. Yeah. So th- th- there's. This is worldwide now. Yeah. And, know? and to have it happen in Iraq is kind of, you know. Uh, it's it's know. ground zero. Yeah. For poor Iraq. For all Middle East Here's issues. Here's my question is why are we still in the Middle East at all? Oil. Really? Because we are self-sustaining here from what I understand. and It's limited. <laughs> it's finite. But really? Because we don't need to be there. Just let them... Work it out. Obviously, democracy doesn't work very well for them. No, but I, I just don't understand why we're always in the Middle East. I'll say, I'll say, terrorism this. might stop if we just left because that's <laughs> what they want. Well, it might stop here, you know. Yeah, but the, to to leave now would be the same thing that we did in the eighties, right? We helped them defeat Russia, and then we left, and they forgot who helped them, and they turned on the West. You know, so to leave leave them in ruins now is just as bad, you know. But you put in the rundown here about the Saudi prince. That that was my question Salman. is that we poured down hellfire on this militia that killed one contractor. But the Saudi prince had someone brutally murdered and was just like. Oh. Right. Well, this proves my point. Uh, Saudi Arabia is an is an ally with oil. Right. Iran is an enemy with oil. <laughs> right? right? Iraq has oil. So it has everything to do with oil. Otherwise, the justification to kill MBS would be the same as killing this guy. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. He killed an American journalist. Mm-hmm. All the evidence points to he ordered it. Right. You know? And yeah, he convicted three people to yeah, death. Convicted. You know, over there. But no, that this proves the point, because what he did to Khashoggi is is just as bad, if not worse, because that was in a diplomatic center. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? These contractors and everybody are they're in a war zone, right? So that it proves the point that it's all about oil. Because if it wasn't about oil, then we would have done something about Saudi Arabia, right? We would have sanctioned their oil, which would have led to probably violence. You know. Um, also, something else that CNN pointed out today, um, Brother Clinton, Brother Bill Clinton, did the exact same thing during his impeachment. He struck Iraq. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, if, if you don't see the clear – we've talked about all of the literal implications mm-hmm. here, right, and the, the, the happenings on the ground – now think of now you switch gears and look at the political side of this. Mm-hmm. Wars win elections. That's true. Sex sells, and wars win elections. Wars good for the economy. <laughs> Sometimes, I mean, we we hit a recession in the middle of this war. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, but it definitely wins elections because it incites patriotism. So y- you have to wonder about motives there. I don't too. know though. I agree. I agree. But this. This one, there seems to be a lot of uneasy slash uh, well, uh, 
people people are they're like yeah he was a bad guy but now what's gonna happen right no one is what did you just very do? very few people are like yeah right you know america whereas after 9 11 it was easy it was right. like you know that's a little different i think than than this situation because not only does do a lot of people dislike donald trump but this attack just seemed like oh really that do we really want to do this again 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 right like really <laughs> can we just be done there so many wars happen with a single assassination too oh yeah you know yeah i look the american people well all people but the american people are fickle you know mm-hmm. we're we're just a tad divided right now <laughs> so our fickleness might go in different directions but it it tends to it tends to lead toward support for who's in power. That's definitely what happened with Bush, for sure. Yeah. He was easily reelected the second term. Right. So, um, I mean, could could the American people wise up here and be like, you know, maybe a war with Iran's not a great idea. Was it worth killing this general? That seems to be the general consensus today for most pundits, uh, even conservative pundits on, on radio and stuff did, are just kind of like, I don't know about all this, man. So here's something pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, I saw the headline on, I think someone posted it on Facebook Mm -hmm. last night. So I went and turned on uh, the TV. Right. I was like, I got to see the news. The Associated Press hadn't released anything yet. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I turned on Fox. Yeah. And Jason Chaffetz, that motherfucker, I hate him so much. He's so ugly. He was hosting Sean Hannity's show. Hannity's on vacation. But he had Hannity on the phone. And so I'm watching this, and Hannity is talking about how the president made the Greatest decision since killing al-Baghdadi, uh-huh. uh, that this was very thought out, that they thought out all scenarios, that this was important, right? So I flip over to CNN, and Anderson Cooper is saying, we're not even sure that the United States did this yet. The Pentagon has not said. <laughs> so just in my uh, family room, I'm wondering, how does Sean Hannity know? Because Sean Hannity ordered it. And this... <laughs> Which brings up another point, another headline today was that Eric Trump tweeted about it like two days ago. What? And he's since deleted the tweet. His tweet said something like, we're about to open a can of whoop-ass, go America, or something like that. Which was an ominous tweet, until you see what happened, and now he's deleted that tweet. So, was the, was the, the president one, sharing right? classified information not only with Eric Trump, but with Sean Hannity? Probably. Before... The, before the Congress? Probably. You know? I don't want it. And it wasn't until – it was about 10 minutes after I noticed that that the Associated Press popped up on my phone mm-hmm. saying that the Pentagon has made a statement that the president ordered this strike. Mm-hmm. But for 15 minutes before, Hannity was talking to Chaffetz on the phone about it and about how the president ordered it. So it's questionable at best. You know what I mean? It's like – Yeah, that's not surprising. It's, I mean... It could be – it, it would be easy for Sean to be like, well, of course this was the United States and right. just assume it. But my gut is telling me that he was on the phone with the president. Right. And oh, hey, sure. I know you're on vacation, Sean, but you should call into your show. Please, for me, <laughs> will you call into your show and, and talk to Jason while he's hosting your show? Yeah. That's what happened. No, I'm sure. I, I don't. I don't doubt it. I don't like that his family is so involved in everything. They're and... not part of the – Ivanka had a role. Their clearance was taken away. Speaking of which, uh, wasn't Kushner supposed to make peace in the Middle East? Oh, well, if anyone can do it, it's him. That was his job. (laughs) He's failed miserably so far. Yeah. I mean, what's going on, Kush? Like, (laughs) 
Well, you know, I mean... But yeah, when we talk about Eric Trump knowing, it's like, these guys aren't in the... In the imagine, it was the, the person who posted a headline about Eric Trump said something like, imagine Chelsea Clinton tweeting about... You know, bombing <laughs> Iraq or whoever. You know, before we actually did, we're it. gonna kick some ass, <laughs> right? Anyway, oh man. Speaking of Nazis, no. Um. So, <clears throat> well, not Nazis. So, World War Two. I've been watching this. There's, there's uh, the new one and the old one on World War Two in color, right? And I finished the new one, and so I started back on the old one, and um, they're going through the history. You know. Pre us getting into the war of World War Two, yeah, and every single time they're like started by right wing nationalists, started <laughs> by right wing, and yeah. I googled how many wars have been started by right wing nationalists. It's it's a lot. All of all of them. All of them. <laughs> all of them. Yeah, I. Oh man, and the, the the level of ignorance when people say stuff like it was Republicans who ended slavery. It's like in name. Yeah. Yeah. But at what point did the South start electing Democrats versus Republicans? You right. know what I mean? Because right. all, they're all Republican down there now. Yeah. How did that happen? Uh, anyway. Yeah. I... Um, but in watching that, actually, I watched some other documentaries about uh, Nazi hunting. So I'm going like to go the, ahead. Like after, the after the war finding them? Right. I'm going to go ahead and ask you a question. <laughs> So uh, I watched a couple of these. One was about um, oh, crap. Ivan the Terrible. It's on Netflix. Yes. Uh, and this. Um, oh yes, yes. The, the the neighbor next door. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah he yeah, got yeah. extradited to Jerusalem. He was on trial for almost years, and then he got acquitted essentially, and then eventually he got rearrested. Portugal was pissed about that documentary. Really? Or not Portugal, sorry, uh, Poland. Oh, because, oh, yeah. Because the map where it showed where he was uh-huh. in the concentration camps, it still had Polish borders, <laughs> but it was actually occupied Poland, so it was right. technically Germany. So Poland's like, hey, 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 whoa, hey, hey. Whoa. Poland was not doing that shit. <laughs> Germany was here, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway. But uh, during this one and then another one that I watched, um, there was actually a pretty similar story. Actually, the neighbor next door, that might have been that one. Cause the neighbor guy, guy was Ivan the Terrible. Okay, I this other one is about that. an accountant. Okay. Um, but anyway, uh, the whole thing was about how a lot of the, the, the main leaders of the, of the Nazis that, that were responsible for everything got off the hook. They just, oh, yeah. And how... Well, what evidence do you have? That's, you know? So that's kind of what I want to ask you. So... In this documentary, they're talking about, uh, and it kind of goes back to, wait, we were talking about that before, <laughs> before we started. Anyway, um, about uh, the people who, who knew what was going on and how they were talking about, well, we should go after uh, everyone, you know, the soldier that, that right. brought them to the – and. And one of the the Jewish people, and I don't want to like the Holocaust is the worst thing that's ever happened, right? right. I don't want to like I don't know what words I'm looking for. Rain on their parade? No, that's not right. I don't want to <laughs> put down what what happened, but um, they're like, well, you you knew it happened. You you like were the, an accessory. The German people, 
the soldiers specifically the soldiers. Yeah. that maybe led them to the chambers or whatever and it's like i don't know like what's their alternative so uh, two things come to mind one i think it was in that world war 2 documentary where it talked about the soldiers when they first started the gas trucks uh-huh so if oh, you, yeah. if, if for people who don't know the germans ran into a logistical problem in so messed up man uh, so originally the, originally Hitler's <laughs> originally pitch, it was supposed to be like a you know drive in call the Jews and <laughs> Hitler's original pitch was move the Jews out of Germany that's true Hitler Hitler didn't want to kill, uh, kill uh, move them. them out of the territory now Germany's going going to expand back to its fatherland size right right but move the Jews out logistically they didn't know how to move you know 13 million people and so that's when you hear of things like the final solution. Right. And now Hitler wasn't even at that meeting. Right. It was a bunch of generals and elites who decided on the final solution. Not all of them agreed. Some of them were pretty blown away that the idea of killing all of them even came up. Right. Uh, but eventually that was the decision. But they were running out of bullets. They didn't know how to bury them. And they, they couldn't find an efficient way to kill them because it was wreaking havoc on the SS, mm-hmm. on their – brains right to be killing all these people right with bullets so then they uh invented these trucks basically it's just like a freaking bank truck mm-hmm. and they routed the exhaust to the back right and killed people that way which led to the bigger chambers with cyclone b the gas that was used in the chambers but they talk about how the the guards did some of them had problems they would be found throwing up right and and you know panic attacks and stuff like that mm-hmm the other thing I want to say is – so I'm a big fan of Joseph Campbell. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the religious scholar. In my opinion, he's a bit of a philosopher. Mm-hmm. He talks a lot about um, how to how to judge a soldier and what we should expect from them. Right. And you can think about Nazis, but even more closer to, closer to home is this guy who was just pardoned by Trump. Oh, right. He was convicted right. of war crimes. Joseph Campbell made it clear that – Soldiers should not be held be, be held to the same standard as citizens because they're in a different mindset. Oh, yeah. And I mean, that's why we have police versus military. Right. Because police are citizens. They're held accountable for. Right. And they go home every night. Right. They can reset. Soldiers are very rarely held accountable for. Right. Like uh, they could accidentally shoot someone and. Right. It, it's war. It's a casualty of war almost. The, with the exception – I can't even remember this guy's name who was just yeah, – uh, the, the exception there being about. that his his own platoon. No, that's completely different. The one That, that is a war crime right. versus like uh, – if you ever watch the TV show, um, it's an HBO series kind of like Band of Brothers except it's called Generation Kill. It's about uh, the Iraq invasion, 2003. Mm-hmm. And um, – they, you know, they accidentally kill a a family. Yeah. And, I mean, just because of, uh, I can't remember what happened. They they accidentally did a mortar and, sure. but, I mean, they're, they're not, it's not a war crime. It's, no, I mean. It's, it is what it is. We've killed a million civilians oh, yeah, over there. Yeah, yeah. At but least. there's a big difference between what they did and what this guy did. Right. This guy was holding them like trophies. He was, he was, because we don't kill prisoners of war. Right. I mean, he, was, that, that, he murdered them. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, the, yeah. And so, but that being said, in terms of Nazi soldiers, it is hard to define 
to find the line mm-hmm. of accountability, right? Right. Is it does it end with, you know, Goebbels and Himmler? Does it go down to other SS generals? Where does it stop? Where does someone become a soldier who is part of the 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 giant group think and you can't really hold them to account because well, I mean the, a lot of them were conscripted a lot of them were not even Germans that right. got pulled in from Poland and uh Italy and um I don't know, whatever other country Austria uh, yeah, yeah Austria and they didn't even really want to be there yeah but when push comes to shove people are shooting at you <laughs> what are it you going to do it is a an incredible ethical debate mm-hmm. to wonder where does the buck stop with nazi soldiers right I mean, even you should say German soldiers. There's, German soldiers. There is a difference. Sure, we yes. talked about there this. is a difference. You know, um, and okay, like SS. Yeah. Where does it stop with the SS? Because these were the elite. Yeah, those were Nazis. They were. Right. They were. They were Aryan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but you could even draw it now and say members of ISIS. Right. Does does it stop? Should all of them be prosecuted all the way down to the guy? You know, if we were to if we were to capture a platoon of ISIS members, right, and they just put their hands up and surrendered, should they all be taken to to Gitmo? But that's a little bit different because they're not conscript. They went of their own free will to go and kill Americans or to to wreak havoc. So do our soldiers, <sighs> right? Uh, you see what I'm saying? I do, but. Uh. I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay, let's take ISIS is too difficult because I'm not telling you where I stand. But ISIS, the thing with ISIS is it's not a military. It's a, it's a ragtag gang or it's militia. It's too small. Of so let's take the Iranian Republican Guard then. Okay, or whatever they're called. I think that might be what they're called. Where does it stop with them? The Ayatollah. You know, if we were, <laughs> if we were to once again capture. A, a, a thousand soldiers, uh-huh. including generals, captains, lieutenants, mm-hmm. and then whatever. But did they exterminate 13 million Jews? Did all of the German soldiers? No, and that's where it's, right. that's where it gets I mean, tricky. Were, so I just – oh, my gosh. I got to tell you about this girl. Um, have you heard of the White Rose Society? No. I just learned about this the other day. Um, it was a nonviolent intellectual resistance group. In uh, Nazi Germany during the Third Reich, uh, led by uh, this this young man and his sister, and then a friend. And her name, I don't know why I saw her the other day. I don't know if it was her birthday or something. She's she's celebrated now. Um, it's White Rose. Uh, let's see. Her name is one of them is Alexander Schmorell, Christoph Probst. And oh man, you might have to cut until I find it. Sophie, Sophie Scholl. Mm-hmm. Sophie Scholl is the most. I don't know why she's the most popular. Um, she was born in twenty one, died in forty three, so she was twenty two, twenty one years old when she died. She was caught with her brother handing out pamphlets or leaflets at a university mm-hmm. it was actually really shitty that they got caught because they had successfully distributed the pamphlets she and her brother looked down at their briefcase and noticed they had more oh. so they started to hand them out and a custodian saw them and turned them in mm. and they were killed by guillotine oh. three days later 
Um, I don't even remember where I was going with this other than that these young people were opposed to the Nazis and were creating pamphlets and leaflets mm-hmm. to distribute to other Germans to say, no, guys, this isn't – oh, where I was going with this is that one of them that helped them start it, I think it was the Probst kid, was on the front lines in on the Eastern Front and was seeing what uh, the German army was being commanded to do to Polish Jews. Mm-hmm. And he wrote back to Sophie and her brother and said, guys, this is, this is jacked. Mm-hmm. So he's up there fighting with his German brothers, writes back and says, they're ordering us to kill Jews for no reason. And that's when they start this. Now, they already had a problem with the movement anyway because it was fascist. Right. And there was no democracy, you know. Um, but this young woman has become like one of my heroes now that I've read about her. Sophie Scholl. Uh, they, the guards that took her to the guillotine talk about how unscared she was and mm-hmm. the things she said right before she died. And her brother said um, something like freedom will never die as the guillotine was falling. Mm-hmm. You know, this was – during World War II, it's like in Germany, they're killing people with by the guillotine, Jeez. you know? Um, but anyway, so they're they're both celebrated big. Now, there's lots of, like, squares and things called, like, Scholl Square and oh, stuff really? like that. Yeah. Hmm. But White Rose Society is, is what that's about. And I think my point was that even soldiers in Germany, Whoa. what do you do? You got, when the Russians are shooting at you. Oh, that's that's what I'm trying to say is that they were, con- a lot of them were conscripted. Most of them were yeah. conscripted and they, you were forced to serve. What are you going to do? Your your options are be killed by guillotine or by right. you know your own people or right because it's, it's not like just... here like when people dodged the draft in Vietnam like Muhammad Ali uh huh you know the, the 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 largest sentence that they can hand down is five years and ten thousand dollars for not not being drafted for avoiding the draft are you, you sure yeah. because what about did you watch the Ken Burns Vietnam no. Because there's people that a, still live in Canada because they can't come back because they well, dodged the draft. Well, they could still go to prison right. even though years later is the point. There, right. I think that's their point there. You know, But I, I was listening to this story about Muhammad Ali and him doing this, and I'm thinking to myself, well, if I had seen 50,000 young men die already, <laughs> I would probably rather do five years in prison as well. Yeah. You know? be safer. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. It would be safer, you know. Uh, anyway, I I don't know. The the long story short here is it's really hard to judge soldiers. You would have to really know what's in their heart, which is impossible to determine right. in a, a jury situation. Which is why I think court martials are important, military trials, because uh-huh. then it is soldier judging soldier. Yeah, but you apparently know? those don't matter anymore. No, the president will just, just pardon you anyway yeah. and bring you to the State of the if Union. You, if you've read about that guy, he was bad. He is well, a bad, bad man. Even his his people that he fought alongside testified oh, against yeah. him. They still Imagine are. how scared they are now. This guy's out. Yeah. He's crazy. Yeah. He's not a he's not a well person. <laughs> All right. Let's take our break. When we come back, we have some random headlines. Um I don't remember what they are. I'll look them up. They're going to be off the hook. I got some healthcare news too. Ooh. <laughs> Get excited. Exciting. Uh when we come back, all that and maybe a little more, but probably not too much. I don't know. It's getting late. understand we just want what is best for your son the reincarnation of l ron hubbard must be taken care of he had many enemies 
Wasn't L. Ron Hubbard a science fiction writer? Yes, but he was also a prophet who knew the secret truth about the nature of life. This is just too much. We want to reveal to Stan the great secret of life behind our church, the safely guarded Scientology doctrine. Please, your son deserves to be enlightened. Stan, do you want to hear the great secret doctrine of life behind Scientology? Sure. All right, go ahead and tell him. Would you excuse us, please? This is highly classified church information. Oh, rats. Usually to hear the secret doctrine, you have to be in the church for several years, Stan. Are you ready to hear the truth? I... I guess. You see, Stan, there is a reason for people feeling sad and depressed. An alien reason. It all began 75 million years ago. Back then, there was a galactic federation of planets, which was ruled over by the evil Lord Xenu. Xenu thought his galaxy was overpopulated, and so he rounded up countless aliens from all different planets, and then had those aliens frozen. The frozen alien bodies were loaded onto Xenu's galactic cruisers, which looked like DC-8s, except with rocket engines. The cruisers then took the frozen alien bodies to our planet, Earth, and dumped them into the volcanoes of Hawaii. The aliens were no longer frozen. They were dead. The souls of those aliens, however, lived on and all floated up towards the sky. But the evil Lord Xenu had prepared for this. Xenu didn't want their souls to return, and so he built giant soul catchers in the sky. The souls were taken to a huge soul brainwashing facility, which Xenu had also built on Earth. There, the souls were forced to watch days of brainwashing material, which tricked them into believing a false reality. Xenu then released the alien souls, which roamed the Earth aimlessly in a fog of confusion. At the dawn of man, the souls finally found bodies which they could grab onto. They attached themselves to all mankind, which still to this day causes all our fears, our confusions, and our problems. L. Ron Hubbard did an amazing thing telling the world this incredible truth. Now all we're asking you to do is pick up where he left off. But I don't know any of this stuff. Neither did L. Ron when he started. He said he just closed his eyes and wrote down whatever came to mind. You can do the same. Just let it flow. Okay, I'll try. I just wish I could write my room, but Tom Cruise won't come out of the closet. I know. We've sent Nicole Kidman up there to see if she can help. That's like a word for word what it was on the documentary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Isaac Hayes, the voice of Chef, left the show because he was a Scientologist. Really? Yeah. Wow. And then they made... Um... <laughs> Hold on. What's his name? Isaac what? Isaac Hayes. He's He died, but he was a uh, musician, but he was the voice of Chef, and he left... This is the Arctic Podcast. We interrupt your regularly scheduled program to bring you these random headlines. We're back. Am I the only one who gets uncomfortable by the Charmin commercials? I'm a little, I'm a little put off by them. With the bear that's like, I love to poop. Yeah, I like to keep my butt clean. It's no soft. dingleberries. <laughs> it's freaking weird, man. I mean. It- 
his heinies clean. <laughs> that's freaking, dude. That's that's so weird. Yeah, you should oh, find a crap. more unique way to advertise. Yeah. toilet paper. Plus, Charmin, Charmin does not do the job. <laughs> it leave. It is like the Dingleberry King. You know, Bodaggett. Um. Okay, so we got some random headlines here. The first. Did you ever uh, get a Christmas present that you uh, used right away and then, I don't know, destroyed something <laughs> because of it? Oops. Destroyed something because of it. I'm getting audio from somewhere. Yeah. Uh, Stupid internet ads. For reals. Okay, anyway. Um, Jeez. What were we talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> in Texas, uh, you know what the, the real shame of this story is? This kid got a magnifying glass for Christmas. That's that's the saddest part of this story. <laughs> Was that all he got? Or I don't know. Anyway, so uh, he decided to use his magnifying glass for something other than reading because he's 12. And why would he need it for reading? Anyway, he set his lawn on fire and it burned the whole thing. His lawn? Yeah. <laughs> Didn't burn the house down, though? No, no. Um, he'll see. He wanted to see if he could make something catch on fire. And he did. Uh, Justin, let's see, Caden's father, Justin Parson, told Fox 4 that on Christmas morning, when his son opened the magnifying glass, he reacted with, yay, magnifying glass? Really? I'd be like, what is this garbage? <laughs> Next... <laughs> Yay, magnifying glass. <laughs> uh, and then the, a, uh, on that day, the 12-year-old and his two brothers went out to the driveway and burned a couple of holes in some newspaper. But after one of them dropped the now-burning paper, the blaze ended up spreading to the front yard of their home in Dallas. That's a legit accident. Yeah. He, didn't, he didn't burn the grass. He burnt the paper over the grass. It's <laughs> a big fire. Even an adult could do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. I mean... <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yeah, charred it up, man. Lucky you didn't get the house. I know, stupid kid. It's only like seventy degrees in Texas right now. I'm a little jealous. Yeah, but yeah, since it's we're cold here, yeah, I know. Since we're starting about fires, a forty-five-year-old yeah. knocked a heat lamp onto his bedding, which then caught on fire. Uh, it filled the house near. This is in England, in Essex. Uh, with smoke on Christmas Day, neighbors heard the fire alarm and called 999, because that's what you call in England. <laughs> Scrambling firefighters, they put out the blaze and rescued the unnamed shell dweller with Essex, with, which Essex <laughs> County Fire and Rescue said he looked mighty angry. Shell now, dweller? Yeah. So <laughs> what, uh, what I didn't tell you is that this 45-year-old that knocked over his heat lamp onto his bedding is actually a very grouchy turtle. <laughs> Tortoise, I guess I should say. Okay. I was uh, going to say, you shouldn't have a heat lamp. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know those 45-year-olds who sleep on rocks and they always have a heat lamp above their bed? 45-year-old turtle. Tortoise. Tortoise, excuse me. Yeah. I, did you ever hear about the 500-year-old clam? No. I had no clam or oyster, some one of them. We were dredging us stupid humans, of course, and dug it up, and we're like, "That thing looks really old," so we opened it and killed it. 
yeah. found out, oh, it was. It was 500 years old. <laughs> That's why Bigfoot doesn't want to get caught. Right. He's, he's 2,000. <laughs> oh, Bigfoot. Let's kill it. Yeah, he's like 3,000 years old, and we kill it. Oh, man. It was an accident. We just wanted to study it. <laughs> anyway, when you have a tortoise, make sure that their heat lamp is away from their bedding. Now, this one's kind of a national story. Let's see. I think I have a clip from their news here, so I don't have to tell you all about it. So let me get that. Skies over northeastern Colorado. People have reported seeing... There is a growing investigation to a mystery that is unfolding in the skies over northeastern Colorado. People have reported seeing massive drones flying over several counties on the eastern plains. So far, no one knows where they're coming from. Michael Obeda traveled to the town of Raymer in Weld County, and Michael residents there told you that they see those drones every day. Karen, we've been flooded with emails and calls from people who say they've seen these drones flying at night, low in a grid pattern. And I talked to one woman today who said curiosity about what these might be has I don't know. They're flying in a formation. It's just odd. I mean, it kind of reminds me of War of the Worlds. Briggsdale, Colorado is rural. But this small community oh, in the let's listen of the state is where for, Michelle Wickoff calls home. For puns. She owns the liquor yes. store in town, but lately she's seen visitors she's never seen before. There you go. Drones. That's one. They're everywhere, and they're coming from all different directions. She's not the only one. Since mid-December, residents of northeastern Colorado and Nebraska have been reporting oh, drone sightings creepy. every night. So far, they seem to be harmless, but they have people on edge. They're stopping and hovering and they turn on a real bright light. It almost looks like a spotlight, and they hover there for 10 minutes or so. She's holding a baby in front of a bunch of liquor. uh, (laughs) The lights go out. They disappear. Michelle says one came so close to her home, she could hear it. Yeah, it sounded like fans. It was like a... Wow! There have been plenty of theories about what they could be. There's a lot that have to do with the missile silos that are out here and the Air Force and military out here. There's um, theories that it's government. There's theories that it's uh, Google redoing the <gasps> maps. There's theories that it's Amazon. And- Michelle just wishes whoever it is would speak up. It would rest easy on us if we knew just rest who was on. doing it and that we were safe. Rest easy on us. Now, we contacted Warren Air Force Base up in Wyoming. They say it's not their drones looking at missile silos. We also contacted local law enforcement throughout Colorado and up in Wyoming. See, like the Air Force would tell the truth. And we also contacted the FAA who said they are investigating these sightings. Make note of the answer there. Yeah. It's not our drones looking at silos. Yeah. (laughs) He didn't say they're not their drones. (laughs) It's not our drones <laughs> looking at silos. We've had some unidentified. This is not our drones looking at silos. <laughs> That's not ours. There, we didn't say anything about drones or silos. <laughs> well, if you did, yeah, they wouldn't be if ours. You stole a drink from Seven Eleven, and the cops catch you, and you're like, "I didn't steal that Snickers. I didn't steal that Snickers <laughs> from Seven <7-11." laughs> Eleven." Now, this reporter here, I just, my my microphone is, hold on. This reporter here is out in the middle of nowhere in the freezing cold. Why do they always have to do these live shots? That's what I was going to bring up. That happens all the time where they just, uh, John is in the field live and he's just, there's nothing there. He's not interviewing anybody. The, The event is not occurring behind him. Right. Why? Why is he there? I don't get it. They They do that. They do it on the freaking radio. 
That's <laughs> right. Yeah. Tim Hughes is there alive. Like, oh, we're here and nothing's happening. You can't see anything. Just uh, fake it. Yeah. If you think it's a visual thing, get a green screen. Get a green screen. They've already got one for if the weather. Not, couldn't you think about this? There's two anchors sitting at a desk. Uh-huh. You're telling the story about these drones. Right. Now joining us is Spencer to tell us more about this. Spencer, go ahead. He's just sitting at the table next to you. Right. Same effect. Right. It seems like they could save a lot of money. Yeah. Is it because he has the logo on his coat? Well, they could just go outside and and, and face any, you know, have like four different directions that they face. Right. right. <laughs> it's always dark, though. Yeah. You know? So they wouldn't even know. It's, yeah. it's dumb. They do it all the time. Never understood it. It's just it's the dumbest thing. The only ones I get are when it's like a hurricane. No, that's different. They stand it's, in there like for I said, effect. It's going on behind you. Right. Most of the time it's, you know, this is where the car crash happened two days ago. Right. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> it's like if the weatherman had to report the weather from outside every time. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, all right. One more quick story here. Um, a teacher... In, oh, I don't know, it says UK. Um, Veronica Dequee, 43, donned a bodysuit depicting the inside of a human body to help her year four class visualize the disposition of internal organs. So she wore this bodysuit here. Okay. And uh, she's kind of hot. <laughs> like, I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> like, is that going to, you know, I, I don't know. So there were confusion amongst the kids, shouts, applause. Some covered their eyes. But, you know, it's okay because you can get away with this in the UK. Here in America, be like, there are boobs. <laughs> no one knows. <laughs> behind those lungs. <laughs> no one's supposed to know what those are. Yeah. <laughs> I don't Remember, know. what was that guy? Mr. Body. Wasn't there Mr. Body that was like on all the videos in like elementary school? Uh, and he wore a... Probably. Was he fat? No. <laughs> no. He had a fro. There he is. There he is. That guy? You recognize him? Oh, yeah. Him? Look at that. Mr. Body. Ew, he should not be... Slim Good Body. Look at that. <laughs> is that his name? Look I thought that. it was just Mr. Body. Look at that peen. Um, <laughs> speaking of peens and body suits, have you heard about how bad Cats is? Uh, yeah, I've heard a lot of people making fun of it. Then I've also seen people who really liked it. I have hardly seen any. Is it a, I think it might just be a cult. I think people thing. who like it like it ironically or because it's so bad that it's funny or I don't know. But yeah, they had to like tone, like edit out people's junk and stuff because I did hear about so that tight. the bulge. Yeah, they got to edit out the bulge. You know, I mean, maybe just hire someone without such a how huge flattering penis. Yeah, how flattering would that be? I know if they call you up. I hey, know. by the way, you might notice some changes. We had to edit out Tim Bulge. All right. <laughs> <laughs> if you are wondering, I know that this is the first thing that came to your mind when I said I got a three D printer. There are several models. Of 3D penises that you can print. First thing that came to my mind was dildo. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> but then I thought, the way a 3D printer works, it's kind of ribbed. Well, I mean, you know, you know that's okay. It's sharp. Well, you just got to sand it up. That's true. Okay. Sand it. Little, little yeah, thousand fine. grit. It's just, yeah. yeah, little yeah, thousand. yeah. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> yeah. So if you want, I can 3D model your... And make you a replica of... <laughs> Do I just need to send you like several photos from different angles yeah. and you can render it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's funny. What are you making there? <laughs> it's a spatula. 
It's a slanted torpedo. Anyway, slanted torpedo will be at uh, Warp hey, Tour this year. I feel like one of the first talk episodes we talked about uh, 3D printed guns. Oh, uh, probably. And that, that was like a new threat. Yeah. I uh, Even though the bullet's still metal. Yeah. Um I can't remember. There are. I thought there was legislation that banned the prints they, they online. Were trying, yeah, they were trying to ban it online, but um, then the guy sued for like free speech. Yeah, I, I actually looked because I was curious, and uh, on this one site, and there was a AR-15 or M16. Um, was it a replica or was it legit? I I don't know. It was just parts. Oh. And so I I think. Maybe you could make something out of it, but I cannot imagine. Ultimately, if you were smart enough or knew the technology enough, you could make your own without the plans. Right. But this guy, remember, yeah, he was threatening to leak the plans. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. But honestly, wouldn't that, like, melt the gun? I don't know. Maybe you get one shot off. Yeah, I don't know. Seems kind of stupid. I don't know. Good. But you'd still have a metal bullet. Yeah. Maybe just buy a real gun. (laughs) (laughs) I think the point was to get past metal detectors. With the metal bullet. I know. That's why like, That's what, why it didn't make any sense. Like, hold on. I, I'm going to hold this plane hostage. I just need to get under the belly to get my bullets <laughs> and my checked bag. Yeah. <laughs> Could, like... No, they won't let you take bullets on, huh? Ax. Only, only in your checked bag. You have to check it. I'm fairly... Yeah. So, yeah, even without a gun, you can't have a, a pocket full I don't, of shells. I don't think so. Okay. I can't imagine. <laughs> Rally around way. people's families. We'll have to look at the TSAs. Well, surprisingly, they do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can't have toothpaste, but yeah. sure. 45 millimeter bullet, no problem. <laughs> the toothpaste is plastic explosive. <laughs> uh, okay, last topic. And I'll try and be brief. Okay. Um, I posted a... A picture of a world map that shows uh, oh, yeah, free and free universal health care, free but not universal, not free and not universal, blah, blah, blah. And what, it shows uh, in the in – the, go ahead. quick. What is the difference between universal and free? I didn't – I forgot to Google that. I'm sorry. Free I, and universal. I know, but there's some countries that are universal but not free. So what free does that – Free but not universal, not free and – not free, but universal means that you'd have like a copay, oh, okay. or the government reimburses you. Ah, um, so uh, John, a good friend of mine, uh, posted a comment underneath about because obviously I'm pro universal health care. I don't know if that's obvious. But I think it is to me. It's obvious <laughs> that I think that is my point. Right. Uh, John said I agree with this idea, and something needs to be done. But do you agree that America is at the top when it comes to medical devices and drug production, as well as? Uh, the best trained physicians. If yes, do you believe that universal health care would affect income and therefore cause a reduction in the number of elite providers or slow the invention of new medical and medicines, medical devices and medicines? He was just curious. He wasn't trying to debate or anything or have a negative tone. But it led me to say, well, most of these questions, if not all of them, should be able to be answered empirically with data. So his first question is America at the top when it comes to medical devices, and drug production. Okay? Mm -hmm. So I did some research, just a little bit today, um, about uh, healthcare. And the the only, the index that I could find for this one was how much does, do countries spend on Mm R&D? Right? That was, and there's a wiki page for it. Mm -hmm. And what I found is that, um, 
in terms of gross dollars spent, um, the U.S. does come in second. Really? Just second? Second to China. Oh, that makes sense. Uh, we spend $511 billion. China spends 553 But however you want to look at this, as a percentage of GDP, we actually come in 11th in yeah. R&D. Uh, countries ahead of us in terms of in, – in compared to their GDP, countries ahead of us are Israel, South Korea, Finland, Sweden, Japan, Taiwan, Austria, Denmark, Switzerland, and Germany. So a lot of – Liberal countries where it is free. Uh-huh. Um, so however you want to look at that. Yes, we spend a lot. Our, it's, and it's like 2.7% of our GDP, but we come in 11th in overall expenditures. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we, we spend close to the most. We spend a lot of money on it. Right. His second question was about the best physicians. This one you have to kind of break down in different forms of data. Um, but the best thing I could find was – a list from the World Health Organization, and wait, what? Who was it? The World Health Organization. The World Health Organization. Yeah. Who? 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 Yeah. Um, and I'll tell you about a d- couple different ways they rank this. Um, but just so you know, we rank thirty seventh. Some notable countries that rank ahead of us in overall health care, Colombia, Saudi Arabia, Morocco, Ooh. Israel, Chile, Ooh. Costa Rica, oh. and of course all the other ones I mentioned. Oh, wait. Oman is on here. Oh, um, France tops the list almost on all of them or is very near the list. Mm-hmm. Uh, Canada is just barely above us on this list. They're 30th. We're 37th. Um, so – and then there's this – what, but – but that's overall healthcare. But it should be noted. Or are you talking? I thought you were talking about physicians. Well, it's hard to find phys- like data on physicians, so it's more but, about care. But, but I think uh, something that could just take that argument away is you only get the best physicians if you can afford it or have the insurance for it. Right. And I think what John's point was, um, which is which is valid um, by ans- asking this question, is if you universalize it Mm -hmm. and doctors may be less incentivized by money right will we still maintain the highest level of doctor well if you if you really want to get to the root of the question it's not about the quality of doctor it's about the quality of care which includes the doctor and everything else Mm -hmm. right um so i found this metric called amenable mortality and amenable mortality is a really weird I had to look it up to see exactly what I what it meant. Um, it is mortality amenable to healthcare is a measure of the rates of death considered preventable by timely and effective care. While the healthcare system might not be expected to prevent death in all instances, difference in amenable mortality indicate how effectively healthcare is delivered. The Healthcare Access and Quality Index is based on amenable mortality, and it uses – it's standardized by age and all that, blah, blah, blah. Okay? So this is a really kind of important index where it's taking how likely are you to die, basically. All other variables c- controlled for, mm-hmm. how likely are you to die. Um, and the U.S. has poorer rates of amenable mortality 
than almost the all of comparable countries. Mm. So it, it's on a scale of one to a hundred. The top country is the Netherlands at ninety six point one. Most comparable countries score at ninety three point seven, and we're at eighty eight point seven. Does that factor in population size and diversity? Yeah, and... they try and c- control for every variable here. Because I mean, our population versus sure Finland plus our they've got a bunch of handsome white people there, and <laughs> we've got fat white people here. Well, and... which speak is that part of the problem though? Oh, right, for sure. That's so you got to think, and that gets to the next point. The U.S. has higher rates of medical medication and lab errors. of patients experienced errors or delays in the past two years. We are the highest in the the world for lab errors and delays. Oh, I thought that was one of the arguments to not have is the delay. It takes forever to see a doctor. So that one was for lab. This one's for doctors. Adults in most comparable countries have quicker access to to a doctor or nurse when they need care. Here's the percentage of adults who made a same-day or next-day appointment when they needed care. In the Netherlands, 77%. The United States, 51%. Oh. Hmm. The World Health Organization, once again, I shared this again, ranks us at 37. (laughs) So a couple interesting indices there. That first one, amenable mortality. It was really interesting to me. You'd think with the best doctors, the best medications, the best hospitals, the best uh, devices that our amenable mortality should be rated a lot higher when really we're the lowest. The countries ahead of us, I think. I said Netherlands, Australia, Sweden, Japan, Austria, Germany, France, United Kingdom. That's all of them. Yeah. <laughs> so um, most of this, you know, I found on – I tried to be – Unbiased, like I found an article on The Guardian. Of course, the World Health Organization is pretty straightforward. (laughs) The point is, I hope I can answer these questions with John. Um, The only one that that is more Mm opinion-based would be if a capitalist system like we have switched to a socialized system that's universal – would it stifle innovation and the level of care? That's something we don't really know because no other country has had a massive change. This is the way they've always worked, right? So it's hard to find evidence that would suggest one way or the other. However, all these other countries are doing it, and they score better on these tests. Right. So – there's the evidence. I don't know if John's going to listen to this episode or not. I just wanted him to know that I, I did some digging, and I was actually really, really shocked. I expected to find that we had the best of everything because we spend so much money. And it turns out well, our labs make more mistakes. Most of that money goes to – That's the problem. <laughs> and the, the thing I said to John was that, uh, um, that free market capitalism has its place, uh, but – I worry that it dominates the decision-making paradigm of medical corporations. Oh, yeah, for sure. Right? One last thing on healthcare okay. that's, off, that's more like, holy shit, that's cool. Uh-huh. My dad. Yeah. Sick last this summer, right? Uh-huh. His bill was uh, six figures. Really? Six-figure bill. Um, 
were near it. I, it was a lot. Okay. It was a lot. He was in the hospital for, I think, combined like 20 days surgery. Anyway, I got to give props to Intermountain Healthcare here. Mm-hmm. They're actually a nonprofit hospital. And they have a fantastic social work department that helps people in my dad's situation who are uninsured, uh, don't make um, as much money. You know, my mom and dad are self-employed. They wiped 99% of it. What? Yeah. 99%. And I will say most of it is due to a young man named John, who is a listener of the show for sure. Uh John worked his butt off because he worked in that department. And he knows me, knows he's friends with Ashley, he knows my dad. He worked really, really hard. And so it's probably more due to John, but I gotta give props to IHC for wiping away a huge chunk of debt that would have burdened my dad for the rest of his life. It's amazing. Ninety nine percent. Ninety nine percent. Yeah. I don't know. I, that seems, it's a Christmas miracle. That seems unfathomable. I know. <laughs> like, it was it was delivered to my dad the day after Christmas. It's literally a Christmas miracle. I have no idea how they do it. I know they're a charity technically, and maybe there's some write-off stuff that's in play there. Nevertheless, uh, definitely a Christmas miracle. Wow. That, uh, I didn't know that was a – that's uh, – I had no idea. I, I don't know what to say to that. That's crazy. No, no that's I would just, never expect that. No. I was expecting like we'll give you 10% off. <laughs> you know? Uh, I'll tell you what. Buy one, get one free. <laughs> right. Yeah, next time Check you're sick, on us. <laughs> next time you're sick, we'll pay for it. <laughs> Here's a coupon for next time. So anyway, props to them. Uh, I know that uh, this is a touchy subject, but they were, that's pretty cool of them to do. Yeah, for so. sure. I like Intermountain. I've been with, done all sorts of stuff with them. Anyway, that's my healthcare update. Plus, they're on the cutting edge of technology as far as records and everything go. Like, yeah, it's they're just really quick and efficient. And, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, just do your research, people. You know, answer questions for yourself. Don't don't uh, don't take Bernie's word for it. Yeah, or I, Donald's. Don't I, take Donald's I word for anything. Wish Bernie wasn't running, dude. Did you see he him and Buttigieg? Holy shit! Their last quarter earnings. I know. I just don't think Bernie is right for beating Trump. <sighs> I don't know. Anyway, I guess that's let's, it. Let's end it there. <laughs> oh well thanks for being with us everybody once again find us at the Arctic pod on facebook instagram and twitter or at the Arctic podcast.com all the episodes available to stream for free tell your friends give us a rating a review for episode 75 i'm brian i'm spencer happy 2020 that sounded sad happy 2020 happy 2020